Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Troubled Minds Radio. 
I'm your host, Michael Strange. I'm here with your co-host, Frank Pierce. And we would like to say hello to all of you who might also have troubled minds. What's up, guys? It is the Sunday show. We are live tonight. If you want to be part of the show, you know what to do. 702-957-1037. You can find that phone number on troubledminds.org. That's the official website. You can also find the Discord link. It's an additional way to contact us, get on the show, talk to Frank, talk to Mike, talk to whoever might be listening, and you guys know what we talk about. If you're here, if you're not new, well, (laughs) we talk about all the things we're not supposed to. We talk about all the things that don't get any airtime. We talk about all the things that get swept under the rug of the mainstream media. We talk about all the things that are interesting to talk about. Funny how it's opposite, right? The things they talk about are not interesting. (laughs) They don't want you to think. They don't want us to think. But here we are trying to think anyway, doing our best at it. So uh, again, yeah, trouble minds. Here we are. Here we are. This is what we're doing. Um, What we'll do tonight and which is very similar to every other night, is we will do some news. We've got a few uh, news stories selected that we'll talk about to warm everything up. And then we uh, Sunday is story night. So what we're going to do tonight is tell a story. We've got, uh, we, we asked for some feedback on what types of shows you guys wanted to see, and we got some on the Discord, actually, if you want to join and uh, add to that conversation. That's where this uh, this show idea came from. So we took some show ideas from there. And then we put a poll up on Thursday, and here we go. So this was the winner of the poll, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some mysterious artifacts tonight. Is this a uh, religion? Is this ancient aliens? Is this uh, some kind of interdimensional business? Uh, who knows? Who really knows, right? So uh, that's why we're talking about it. So okay. So anyway, uh, we'll do shoutouts in a sec, and we'll get to news. But before we do any of that, as you all know, if you're not new, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta do this first. Ladies and gentlemen, your co-host. Frank Pierce. Hello, I'm Frank Pierce, and we are back again for hopefully another exciting show. Now, lots of stuff to talk about, lots of news, lots of interesting things. And talking about things that are uninteresting, well, I have to tell you, this is the most uninteresting time of year, and you'll probably know what I'm referencing. So many people staring at their screens paying attention to a rigged game that's uh, the outcome's already determined. I think we know what we're talking about. Oh, it's the Super Bowl. The only thing interesting about it are the commercials. Some interesting commercials on tonight, let me tell you. Maybe we'll talk about it in a minute. But today, we're going deep, deep into religion and myth and history. My favorite type of show. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the crazy stuff that's been happening in our past that we've seemingly forgot about. All this interesting stuff that we just take for granted. We don't pay attention to it. It really is quite amazing. Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold your horses. <laughs> Frank's excited tonight. Hold your horses, uh, which is a step up. Remember, he needed help last time. So uh, Frank's excited. I'm excited. We're about to do this. But before we do that, I promise some shout outs. Jeremy, you get first. Thanks for showing up, buddy. I think, uh, is that a, a Jeremy first? First? I'm not so sure. Uh, anyway, so uh, more we got down the way. If you guys want a shout-out, just uh, type in the chat where you're from, and uh, I'll call you out and say hello. Uh, we got Dan, Dennis, Michael, Fred. What's happening, guys? Gregory, Jason, Cinderly, uh, Paul. What's up, uh, Paul from Texas? 
Rolf, uh, Kelly, Rajesh, what's up from Rajesh from Canada? Looks like he just joined us on Discord, so uh, good stuff there. Thanks for uh, showing up, Rajesh. Uh, Hiram, uh, he says, what is this? Well, hey, you found yourself, you somehow accidentally found yourself in the coolest corner of the internet. So uh, there we go. There's a, there we go. We'll see. We'll see if we can hold up to that. It's a, it's a roller coaster into insanity and uh, just general craziness. So strap on your seatbelt and get ready. Because <laughs> it's coming. We're bringing it to you. Uh, what's up? So we got Senator, we got Tammy, we got uh, Philip, Steve. Oh, lots of folks, lots of folks. Rob, what's up? David, Juan Carlos, uh, uh, Steve from Springfield, Missouri. I think he meant Missouri and spelled it wrong, or maybe he's referring to the weather. Uh, Michael, uh, let's see, down the way. Todd, what's happening, buddy? Elvis. Hey, Elvis, that's a great name. Uh, Autumn, and let's see, Juan Carlos, Alex, Diane. To holy smokes, they <laughs> just keep coming. Uh, Profeta, uh, Long Live Texas, what's up? Uh, Timothy, Gregory, I think uh, we got everybody covered. We got everybody covered. All right, so if I, if I missed you, I apologize. There's so many already. You guys are amazing. Thanks for showing up. Uh, type in your city, and that will prompt me that I missed you, and I will call you out and say hello as we go. So there we go. Hello, hello. Thank you for showing up. Hello from Las Vegas. That's where we're streaming from, and the wherever in <laughs> the woods Frank said, uh, broadcasting from a tree. <laughs> okay, so uh, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Do we going to talk about uh, the Super Bowl at all? You want to do that, Frank, before we get into news? Yeah, I don't watch the Super Bowl because I still have brain cells in my head, but I've been hearing some chatter that every single Super Bowl commercial is featuring artificial intelligence. I don't know. Can you back that up? Have you seen any of these things? I looked at a few of them, and you know what? It's right. Every single commercial has some kind of artificial intelligence slant to it, like they're preparing us for the rollout next year. Something is going to happen. That's, that's the feeling I'm getting. Uh, what do you think about that? What do you know about that? Yeah, okay. So I had it on kind of uh, latently uh, as I was working here and not really watching the game, but just kind of poking at the commercials a little bit. I'm going to restart the audio here. Sounds crappy. One sec. Okay. And there were a lot of, a lot of robots. I, I happen to, you're right. I happen to notice a lot of robots in these commercials. Uh, what was one came to mind? It was, it was a robot kid for like a tax, like, like, was it like, tax something or other i don't know so this guy and it was a recurring commercial so it wasn't just one they had uh you know sought out three or four different commercials with this uh like intelligent fake child or something right so it was like uh i don't know like again i, I was just kind of watching no time to really dissect this because we were getting ready for the show but holy smokes you're right i think you may be right there's a whole lot of actual some kind of uh, mechanic, uh, not, not mechanical, I guess, artificial intelligence. Like it, it was building up this this next level, this next wave of the robots are coming, and look how great and helpful they are, right? I think uh, I think you're onto something there. I, I hadn't really put it together because, like I said, I wasn't really thinking about it directly. But since you mentioned it that way, it doesn't seem it does seem that that's a cer certainly a thing. Uh, a couple more here. We got this uh, Ryan from Sterling Heights, Michigan. What's up? What's up? Thanks for showing up. Michael from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, Ray from San Antonio. Yeah, we see you guys. We're not ignoring you. We're here. <laughs> Toss says no Super Bowl talk. No, no, hold on. Yeah, go back and watch some of the commercials, I'm telling you. It is brainwash style. It is, uh, it's propaganda, pure and simple. Go ahead, Frank. I know, I know you got something to say there. Yeah, that's all there is to it is, again, I would never watch a show uh, unless it was a family gathering where I had to be there. Uh, it's a waste of time, the whole thing, but that's my opinion. You can obviously have a different one. The commercials, though, they speak 
to society. They're the most expensive, the most produced commercials of the year, generally. And there's a reason they put certain themes in them. There's a reason those themes are also accepted to be advertised. And the themes this year, it's this artificial intelligence, it's robots. So I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is conditioning, some kind of propaganda style conditioning, getting you ready for robots that are being invented. Well, indeed, we got a robot news story coming up in a second. Something's going on. So this is a theme that you and I, well, we're going to pay attention to this. Uh, yes, we are. We will keep an eye. Uh, I'm not so sure we'll do a Super Bowl show. Maybe maybe we'll look into some of those and talk about them Tuesday, some of the specific commercials, because uh, it definitely is propaganda, pure and simple. And like I said, uh, Jackson Hewitt, I think is what somebody said, is a tax. Yeah, uh, Seth says Jackson Hewitt commercial. I think that was the the artificial boy. Like It was like Pinocchio, right? Except Pinocchio was a wooden thing, and this was like a mechanical thing with artificial intelligence. I'm telling you, it's creepy. Anyway, that's why it stands out in my mind. Okay, uh, Jeremy, first, first, uh, listening from Indianapolis. All right, fair enough. Cool. <laughs> first, first from Indianapolis. Okay, so, uh, uh, yeah, uh, propaganda, guys. So what we'll do propaganda watch on Tuesday and, and dig into some of those commercials a little bit, and yeah. But uh, for now, what uh, what actual news do we, uh, we want to start with, Frank? Yeah, let's do some news here. Let's open up. Our favorite website, the best website in the entire world. How could we live without it? The express.co.uk scientists invent self-aware robot that operates on its own and is able to repair itself. Well, holy moly. So there's a video here. Why don't you pull it up and play it as I'm talking? Scientists have created a self-aware robot capable of operating on its own without any instructions in a major scientific breakthrough. Engineers at Columbia University in New York have created a pinnacle in robotics inventions. Basically, I'll sum it up, I'll paraphrase here. They've invented this robot arm where they give it a couple parameters and it learns on its own. It learns how to move blocks and pick things up. It's an evolving machine. It's developing this stuff on its own. It's not coded in advance. And this is pretty interesting. We've seen this kind of stuff with software before those dumb little games where you make a stick figure and the stick figure figures out how to walk along. I'm sure you've all seen them. Well, this is now that same kind of thing in the real world. This robot is learning how to do these tasks and it's, uh, it's succeeding. And because this machinery is so simple, it can also repair itself. Well, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, <laughs> this is where robotics is going, right? So it's, it has to be able to do simple things or else, I mean, you think of it this way, robots, right? We use dogs as like, uh, uh, you know, C&I dogs or, you know, uh, companions that can help people uh, get things, retrieve things like this. So if robots can't do simple tasks like this, well, what are good are robots for other than killing people, right? Which is basically what they've been used for up to now, uh, the autonomous drones and whatnot. So, uh, or I guess they're not really autonomous. They would be uh, can remote controlled from afar, but you get the point, right? So it's, it's. Robots have been deadly, and so isn't it time that maybe we made useful robots? I mean, you know, ones that could open the door in the middle of the night and come into your house. <laughs> maybe make you coffee first thing in the morning? How amazing would that be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. I, I don't it's know. Terrifying. I think uh, <laughs> breaking into your house, I can see that. They learn how to pick locks, maybe. They learn how to bash your door in. They're the first in the room. They get the shots fired at them, and then the police come in afterwards perfectly safe. I can see that happening. But this kind of uh, evolving technology, it's how life was built. Well, 
that's up for debate with some of you, I'm sure, but it's how life was built, evolving biology. Well, now this is evolving code, evolving technology, using the principles that led us to where we are only in robot form, robots evolving, learning how to grow, learning how to self-repair. It's coming, it's here, it's interesting, and uh, hopefully it'll be put to good and not evil. <laughs> well, you know, we got a prediction from chat. Tammy says, well, there goes the fast food jobs. <laughs> it's actually already happening, though. Uh, I don't know if that's a very good point you bring up is there's like um, little devices that will assemble hamburgers. You press a button, it'll fry the patty up, it'll put the things together. Because it's such a repetitive task, it's easy. So they have they kind of have that stuff out there already. It's kind of cool. But again, yeah, it takes jobs away. You have to imagine, though, that uh, service technicians for these things, well, it seems like that was jobs, but now they're repairing themselves. So who knows? Yeah, you're right. The jobs are going away. Yeah, de definitely. Uh, okay, so uh, noted. Frank's mic is hotter than mine. I turned him down just a little bit. If you guys can uh, maybe <laughs> continue to monitor that as we go. I think we're okay. He was a little hot. I think he might have turned himself up because I told him he was sounding a little gruff tonight. So, <laughs> Okay, so we're good. Uh, let's see, uh, ba 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 ba. who else? Uh, okay, so uh, regarding robots, I mean, if they can do everything on their own without us, well, I, I, you know, that's step one to the singularity, right? Which we did a whole show on, by the way, if you guys want to uh, hear some more of that and Elon Musk and what those guys think, uh, go back to troubleminds.org and you can find uh, the SoundCloud and uh, the YouTube and they're, they're all up there. So we did a full two hours on artificial intelligence and what we think about this and Here's just another step in uh, that evolution, let's say, from from people, from organics to <laughs> mechanics. Organics to mechanics, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, it, this is this is scary. This is scary stuff, you know. I mean, it, the the problem is right. So it's progress. Progress is good. Progress, progress. I, I just turned British all of a sudden. But if you for 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 robots to help us, they have to be able to do these menial tasks. Okay, so that's good. But again, the problem is we're putting trust that these robots will do us no harm into the hands of people that don't seem to hold that as their main core of uh, responsibility, right? Like, like we say, uh, Google will do no harm, right? And they dropped that from their, their, uh, <laughs> their, what was it? Their, their, it was one of their very first uh, kind of mission statements. But recently they dropped it from the mission statement of Google themselves, right? Because, well, it's not really their core value anymore of do people no harm. Well, and we're supposed to hand over this to these type of folks and not be worried about it. It's uh, It kind of reminds me of like the whole DNA thing. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're supposed to send our DNA, DNA in and then just trust that whoever has basically our human source code will be benevolent with it and only use it to help us. You know it's, I mean? it's almost like you're a professional radio host with that expert segue. Oh, hey, how about that? Let's uh, go on to the next one then. Yeah, so the road to hell, I, I love this saying. You know, I don't necessarily subscribe to the ideals, but I love the saying. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. These people with the robots, they have good intentions, uh, but we're on our way to hell. And let's open this story from Bloomberg here. Major DNA testing company sharing genetic data with the, well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It's a good intention to get uh, some genetic analysis, know if you're susceptible to cancer, all these things. 
and then stupid people come along and give that data to the FBI. So what's going on here? Essentially, this company, Family Tree DNA, has given access to their database to the FBI, nearly 2 million genetic profiles. And you have to think about that. You're probably thinking to yourself, well, I'm safe. I'm, I'm safe. I didn't give my DNA to these people. I'm not a dummy. Because if you're giving your DNA to these people, you are a dummy. But if your brother has given his DNA away, well, you're complicit too. They can find you. If your dad gave your DNA away or his DNA away, well, all the children, all the relatives, everyone, they can find you too, right? It's not just you. It's not your DNA is representative of other people's DNA. So these 2 million profiles are probably representative of about 35 million other profiles. That's how you have to think about this thing. So this company, for whatever reason, I guess money has given all this analysis, all this data to the FBI. Now, I don't know about you, but if my relative were to go on a murdering spree, uh, let's say in Minecraft, so we don't get kicked off the internet, you know, if they were to go on a murdering spree in Minecraft, I wouldn't tell the authorities. I wouldn't help the authorities one way or the other. Uh, quite frankly, that's just my the way I think about my family. But now, uh, using these genetic profiles, and if I happen to give away my DNA to one of these companies, well, now they're going to be able to find my relatives quite easily. So this is kind of terrifying. What do you think about this? Yeah, uh, so we talked about this previously, several times even. And the the whole trick is, right, with the uh, uh, unreasonable search and seizure stuff, right, is that the government shouldn't have unlimited access to everything because then there's nothing to hide and they can, uh, as you guys are aware, anybody who watches the news is completely aware that the laws that are enforced are cherry picked, right? Because if all the laws were enforced, everybody'd be in jail, right? At one time, everybody made a left when they shouldn't have a left turn in a car, uh, you know, in traffic or cut somebody off or, you know what I'm saying? If there was an actual, uh, what would you call it? A big brother, like an actual big brother state, an actual surveillance state where every single thing, like China's building, by the way, China's doing this. Remember, we talked about the text message ticket that you got for making a wrong left turn right there immediately, like bing, text message, you got a ticket. So that could be a thing, right? All right, so that's one thing, but the government shouldn't have access to this. And the thing that, so the subheadline in the article here says the amount of data law enforcement can access has doubled. Doubled because of these clowns, family tree DNA. So if uh, if you guys give a damn about any of this, I recommend if you have a Twitter account, find their Twitter and tweet them, send them an email, give them a phone call, tell them what the hell are you doing? Like this is our actual family history, our own human source code that you're handing over to the government, which again now has everything about us, right? They they can get it from Facebook, which they already have in a lot of cases, and. Or, or Google, of course, or working directly with the government in a lot of cases. And now we have family tree DNA. I mean, DNA, that's the name of them. Uh, it bothers me a lot because, you know, like we said before, if, if you have my DNA now, you can replicate it and, you know, just spew it all over a crime scene, right? And even though I was never there or never could have been there, who wins when that ends up in court? And who's going to believe the deep conspiracy of... Oh, you know, Michael Strange's DNA was all over the crime scene. It's a conspiracy, right? No, get out of here. <laughs> it's go, go directly to jail. Do not pass go. That's what it is. 
Anyway, uh, it yeah, bothers me. DNA bothers is me. Uh, DNA is such a nebulous topic. Uh, the jury wouldn't understand. I think you're absolutely right. And even at the end of the article here, they say the real risk is not exposure of info, but that an innocent person could be swept up in a criminal investigation because his or her cousin has taken a DNA test. So the way they analyze these things, they don't analyze the entire genetic code. They analyze small portions of it. And your cousin's DNA, who shares those small portions with you, happens to be on a crime scene. Well, they can pick you up, throw you in jail, say it was your DNA, and the jury's not going to know one way or the other. So uh, it's a terrifying thing what's happening here. And they've clearly done it for money. Like, this company isn't going to survive past this this thing. This was their payout, and they, they won the game, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, They didn't do it for free. Right, like who are they sucking up to? I mean, come on, they're getting money. They sold you guys out. Whoever, if any anybody out there is listening to this now or in the future, because well, we can time travel and you can hear this archive years from now. If you're listening in the future, and you <laughs> actually sent your DNA to this company, Family Tree DNA, well, and you're in jail and don't understand why, well, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's too late to have called them and complained by then. But here's okay. Now here's the terrifying thing. Once the government has it, they have it, right? Your DNA doesn't change. You cannot change your DNA. And so that's the problem, right? So these guys are collecting this information to one day use against us. And that's how it's going to go down. It's one day going to be used against you. And it's unfair. It's grotesquely unfair. It's a, it throws the right to privacy completely out the window. And this company should be brought down. I'm not one, uh, you know, I believe in a free market and all those things, but Holy shit, these guys will never get a dollar of mine. And yeah, and I'm going to talk shit about them for a very long time. So, But but honestly, I don't blame the company. I blame the stupid people doing this thing. So just like those Amazon Alexa devices and the Google Home devices, we've said before on the show, if you have one of those in your house, pick it up, throw it in the lake, and live a better life. Well, same thing here. If your relative has bought you a DNA test kit for Christmas, pick it up, throw it in the lake, and live a better life because you know it's your fault too it's your fault if you're giving away your personal information we know we know what happens like there's plenty of stories if you're willing to look for them where this stuff is misused against you so yeah the company's at fault but honestly if you're a dummy who's gonna done this you're at fault too right exactly so we're we're, we're pulling the dummies together and giving away the keys to the castle here basically and and this is the problem, right? So we we trust the government. That's the problem. That's the main problem. Uh, you know, it's why NASA blows because they're a government agency. They have brilliant, pe- very very smart, brilliant people working at NASA. That's that's a fact, right? These astrophysicists, they, uh, they're I smart. Don't know about that. Hold on, they're they're behind a government bureaucracy that that uh, limits what they can do, how quickly they can do it, and then what information they can release. That's like two two hands tied behind your back. Go do science. It's just not fair. You know what I mean? It's We talk shit about NASA a lot, but there's a lot of smart people there. It's just that the, because they're behind the government bureaucracy, that I can't even speak tonight. They they just can't get it done. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so uh, that's another topic entirely. We'll get back to that probably next episode and the one after that. But yeah, not to bring NASA into it, but it's it's government. The government is the problem. Okay, it's the problem. It has been the problem. It will continue to be the problem until something changes. And again, so somebody in that chat here said it doesn't matter. You can scream, you can yell, you can um, send emails, you can call, make phone calls. It doesn't matter. They ignore you. 
because you're you're not part of the uh, their their plan, right? Uh, you know, at least uh, one screaming voice. But uh, that's the point, right? What if all of us scream together? Do you think something might change, even in the most minor way? Do you think that's possible? How about you, Frank? Do you think that's possible? If we all scream together, do you think maybe some minor thing somewhere might change? Yeah, and I think having this conversation is important. Maybe there is someone in the audience who has one of these test kits in front of them, and they're thinking about using it, and they've decided to go throw it in the lake. So, you know, maybe having a conversation, getting this out there, that's a good idea. And, uh, you know, you'll never see this on the mainstream media. CNN isn't going to run this as their headline, talk about it for 24 hours straight. So having this conversation, telling your friends, discussing it, yeah, it does change things. So that's what we're trying to do here, and hopefully we're doing a good job. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so Thomas says uh, in chat, you can trust good government. The problem is bad government has manifested. Uh, you know, that could be, except the issue is if you're not ruled by the people, if the people don't govern themselves, then you can't trust the government. And that's the problem, right? Taxation without representation is the same thing. It's, we're, we're headed back there. It's almost where we are now. They say representative government. Anyway, we're off track, but you get the point. You guys get the point. Anyway, I'm, I'm preaching in the choir here, I know. If you guys are in this, you don't. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, you're you're probably with us on that, uh, at least for the most part. Um, okay, so, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like this. I think it's terrible. I think there should be, uh, like, the, the avalanche of lawsuits that should come down on this company would make me very happy. So if somebody somewhere out there has the resources to, or maybe knows a lawyer that wants to make a ton of money, go get him. Because this this is definitely, well, I guess you could argue, <laughs> a lawyer's argument, that it's a, it's a, it's violating our Fourth Amendment protections. And yeah, that's not a good thing to me. Not a good thing. But anything else on this, Frank? We're probably going long. Or not, I don't know. I don't care. Well, I don't care. Yeah. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Okay. Just don't do it. Like, don't give away your information. Ridiculous how easy we do it nowadays. Just don't do it. It's not good. It won't help you. What is the benefit? There is no benefit. Just think about that. What do you gain from doing these things? You don't gain anything. So stop doing it. Stop doing it. <laughs> There's too many good comments to read, guys. <laughs> you guys we, everybody's morphed into comedians in the chat. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, good comments, good thoughts, and thank you for all that. So, okay, one more time. We're live. Uh, I've said, said, said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more. Uh, if you want to give us a call, get on the show, 702-957-1037. Go to troubleminds.org. That's the official website. You can find the phone number and the Discord link. Get in here and tell us what you think about this. If you got some comments and have to get on the show, because uh, I can't read them all. So keep them coming. Uh, I will read them as I can. But uh, if you have to get on the show, the best way is to call or get on Discord. So we'll get you on, and uh, we can talk about that. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, like Frank said, don't be a dummy. Don't give away your source code for free. <laughs> don't do it. It's not happening. Not happening here anyway. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure we're getting comments like someone out there has done this, and they're hating on me right now. But come on, just think about it. Think about it. And uh, you might realize that I have a point. Like I have a little bit of a point somewhere in what I've said. No, no, you're, we're preaching the choir here. There's no, uh, no actual hate here. Uh, no, no hate. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're safe, Frank. You're safe. Uh, you, I'll let you know when you get the hate because I'll be bringing it. Okay. So, uh, let's see. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, <laughs> these guys, uh, all the, all the, the robot sex jokes and then the DNA swabs off the robots to get, to get the DNA samples. <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, like I said, oh, everybody. That's an interesting <laughs> thing. You hear, uh, not safe for work talk, but you hear about these robot brothels, right? That are exploding in popularity. You know, you're, you're giving away your, how do I keep this safe? safe for talking you're giving away your dna doing that so that's a good right exactly so like i said every, everybody's turned into a, a comedian and it's fantastic uh, keep keep the funny comment comments going guys i'll, I'll keep laughing um <laughs> oh it just gets worse okay so uh okay let's move on to the next one this is uh back to the express.co.uk which is uh as you know like i say i say every three week or every three times a week these guys put out some kind of gloom and doom because it's what they do, right? They're, they're, they're like probably the largest clickbait farm in the world. Um, and tabloids, right? So tabloids are uh, alternative media, let's say. So it is, it is interesting to see what they say from time to time. And uh, we do keep close tabs on them. And this one is from them, of course. And the headline, NASA warning as world's most dangerous glacier to collapse after a huge cavity found. Now, this, this particular cavity was found... Uh, earlier this week so it, it is interesting that well at least reported let's say because again we have no idea when this was actually done because right we only hear what's been reported right because there's no actual uh, direct link to scientific foundations because uh, they they press release things when they want to and so this could have been found out two years ago for all we know okay because well that's the way they work they work behind some sort of blanket of of what would you call it Blanket of, uh, anyway, let's say uh, they do it in secret. Propaganda. Propaganda, yes. I'll I'll tell you why this is coming out. I'll tell you why this story is coming out right now. And you're right. They knew about this a long time ago. This isn't breaking news to them. Breaking news to us, sure, but not to them. It's coming out because we just had the most massive deep freeze ever, right? We had record low temperatures. Record low, never before recorded low temperatures. And so people are sitting back and they're thinking, well, what about all this global warming stuff? How is that true? If we have record low temperatures, well, they got to counter that idea, I think, in my mind anyway, and push this story out. The world's about to end due to global warming. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, again, I like I like pointing this stuff out because you see how the news cycle goes, and it none of it is necessarily actually fits with the scientific, uh, uh, let's say, consensus that they always claim. But it it does fit with a, a loose and sloppy, fast narrative, and so it is funny that uh, here we go. So again. Uh, now we're in cold time, just like Frank said. Uh, we have a, a deep freeze. Uh, people are dying of cold. At, you know, like I don't know how many dozens it, it is, but it's, there's been people dying of the cold right now. Okay, but of course, right? You have to uh, counter that somehow and, and talk about how climate is not weather, and weather and climate are different. And um, this is, um, you know, warming's going to collapse this glacier. And anyway, it, the the rest of the articles don't read like this, of course, because this is a tabloid, but. I thought it was pretty funny because, of course, this is the headline is exactly like the rest of them. We get it. We get a uh, an asteroid fly by, you know, some ridiculous distance that will never be in danger of hitting the Earth. But their headline is <laughs> the uh, meteor the size of Texas flies uh, unbelievably close to Earth. Right? Like it's it's the same sort of thing here. It's the same sort of headline. I thought it was pretty funny. But and, and then they go on to claim in the uh, subheadline here, NASA has warned a doomsday glacier. And I haven't seen it called that anywhere else because I've uh, seen several articles about this. But, uh, hey, doomsday glacier has a ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> Look out, Frank. <laughs> doomsday glacier. It's going to bring a flood to a uh, inland continent near you. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. So anyway, uh, anything else on this, Frank? We're, uh, we're a little long, so I'm going to cut through this stuff real quick. Yeah, so essentially this article, I think we've missed the point. They're saying the sea levels are going to massively rise if this thing calves off. I think that's what they call it, caves off or calves off this glacier. Honestly, I think from this moment forward, I'm going to start advocating for global warming, for climate change, and talking about all the positives and all the good things, because I'm, I'm sick of this agenda being pushed down my throat. That's all it is. It's uh, their agenda. They really don't know what's going on. Uh, they like to think they do, but they don't. So from now on, I'm an advocate for climate change. You heard that here first. All right. <laughs> because uh, less people die of heat than they die of the cold. So uh, let's go with that. 1.5 degrees over 150 years isn't going to do a damn thing, but probably save a people, few people's lives, right? If you count it that way. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> more fish in the ocean, uh, more travel by boats. I like those things. I like boats. I like fishing. So let's have some climate change. Right. We got some more great comments here. Uh, <laughs> Edmund, what's up? He says, uh, uh, we're, we're, uh, Tammy re uh, replied earlier that uh, maybe sex robots will be able to do things people can't do. <laughs> about that and then Evan says uh, they will not be limited to certain numerical sex petition uh, sex positions so maybe we're gonna have to rewrite the Kama Sutra with sex robots there you go you just heard the million dollar idea for me so uh, <laughs> make sure you cut me in but the new <laughs> AI robot Kama Sutra there we go all right you guys are too funny okay so that's a, that's a terrifying idea <laughs> you really think about it because what Take the, and we're not going to talk about it here because I don't want to get kicked up. Think about all the, well, I'll stop. It, it can go anywhere. There's infinite possibilities. Okay. I'm digging myself a hole here. Let's okay. move on. All right. Let's dig you out of the hole. All right. We're going to move on to the next one here. So uh, this is reported by Salon.com. This is a scientists are on the verge of imaging a black hole's shadow for the first time. Now, this is pretty cool stuff because 
as uh, people are aware, as most folks that follow astronomy and this sort of thing, and uh, you know Hawking and uh, you know the uh, Einstein and all this business that's uh, that is astronomy and it is black holes and their mysterious things and the event horizons and whatnot. We still don't actually have a direct image of a black hole because everything we see is the inverse, right? Because it's sucking in the light, and so it's a uh, it's darkness, and everything around it is the light that's being drawn into it and the matter and things that are being drawn into it. And so we haven't actually been able to image this one way or the other, other than artist renditions like you see on the screen here, which is pretty cool, of course, right? When they, when they draw pictures of it, it looks amazing. But with actual telescopes, we haven't actually been able to get anything. But this one's pretty cool. On the verge of imaging, actually imaging a black hole shadow for the first time. Uh, what do you think, Frank? Propaganda or uh, is this something might actually be happening? I'm not even sure anymore. Uh, so I'll read some of this. I don't understand. Yeah, you'll have to keep reading because it seems to me that if you take an image of a black hole, you see the shadow. You see the light being absorbed. You see the blackness. That's the shadow. So what's new about this? Okay, so new about this. Hold on. Let's uh, scroll. There's a particular line in here I'm trying to find. Okay, so it's uh, it's obviously based on mathematics, based on uh, – hold on. So they've got a – based on observations by the Event Horizon Telescope, they believe they believe they're on the verge of attaining the first direct image of a black hole silhouette. Okay, and so uh, let's see, is it actually? Do they say exactly how that happens? It doesn't seem like it says it in this article. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, nope. Yep, they're invisible. Nope. So I guess radiation emitted behind the black holes absorbed. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, it, it, this this is exactly. One, I don't get it. Two, just like Frank said. And then two, it doesn't seem to be... What is this? What was the line in here I wanted to drag out? I can't even find it. Anyway, okay, we're we're long. We're long. Anything on this, Frank, before we move on? Well, I'll link this if anybody wants to check it out. But, um, yeah, I'm confused. I'm uh, rattled by the old sex robots comments. And, yeah, anyway. Anyway. I think we we got to move on post haste. Got far as far away from sex robots as we possibly can. Okay, fantastic. Let's do it. All right. So tonight we're doing. What are we doing? What is that? How do you want to explain this one, Frank? I put uh, mysterious ancient relics. That's what I used, but uh, I think you had a different way to put it. You want to uh, <laughs> enlighten yeah, us on that? So I don't mean to be offensive here, but my personal bias with religion and ancient cultures. My personal bias is that, as, as Arthur C. Clarke said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from math. So essentially what he's saying there is that, you know, all these miracles and all these wondrous things they've done, well, might as well be technology. You know, if it's indistinguishable from magic, it could be technology. So that's my take is that this theory, all these ancient religions, ancient cultures, all the crazy stuff that happened, to me, it's just advanced technology, whereas other people may say it's uh, to do with their faith, to do with uh, God and angels and all this kind of stuff. So that's my interpretation of this. But essentially, the topic today is about relics of the past, uh, Ark of the Covenant, uh, this Kaaba in uh, Islam, in Mecca, uh, other stuff like Chi and uh, ancient books of magic and things like this. Are they real? Are they fake? What is this all about? Let's dive into these topics and kind of discuss them and see, you know, are aliens involved? Are robots from alternate dimensions involved? Or is God involved? What, what's going on here? So that's kind of the topic today. 
Perfect. Perfect. So where do we start? Do you want to start? You want me to start? Perfect. That was horrible. Yeah, let's start. Let's I'll start. uh, Let's start with Kaba. So I didn't know this before. And I guess half the world already does know this because they're Muslims, but I didn't know this before. But that giant black cube that followers of Islam uh, go on a pilgrimage to every year is called Kaaba. That's that giant black cube. We'll show some videos of it in a minute. And this thing and the story of how it's created is pretty interesting. And there's a number of little incongruities about it that uh, kind of make it worth talking about. So let's get into that. Uh, there should be a picture or two there you can pop up. But every day, five times a day, and you may have seen this, I've seen this, Muslims across the world face the holy site of Mecca. So they actually face directionally towards it and they pray. So Mecca is believed to be the birthplace of the prophet Muhammad. And when followers visit the site, it's not actually the town of Mecca they're facing. It's this building called the Kaaba. So this thing is a, it's basically a black cube. And what's particularly interesting about it is the cornerstone. So we'll get to that in a second too, this cornerstone that they've into it. And the origin of that cornerstone, where it came from, how it's built, what it actually is, is pretty interesting, pretty neat. So continuing on here, millions of Muslims travel to Mecca in Saudi Arabia every year. And uh, yeah, they worship this thing. They dance around it. It's really quite interesting, quite beautiful to see. So this thing, this black cube measures 50 feet high, 35 feet wide, and 40 feet long. And it's covered in this black silk cloth uh, decorated with gold calligraphy. Let's play the recap. Uh, I don't know if you have the titles. Do you have the titles? So uh, sort of technical difficulty. I'll find this here. Let's play. <laughs> All right. Let's dead air. Let's play the uh, the history of the Maka. All right. Let that go for about two minutes. Okay. Looking for it. Looking for it. I've got seven hundred links. You'll have to excuse me. I'm about to find it. Uh, what's inside? No. The truth? No. The history. No. Sim- simply. <laughs> I got it. The history. All right. <laughs> Playing it. Does, Playing does it. that make sense what I said so far, though? It's yeah, okay. uh, essentially this yeah, okay. this region of worship. And the stone, the cornerstone of it is the interesting part. But let's play this for a couple minutes. It's the history of how this thing was. Yeah, going to play it. So my understanding is that, that, that there's a supposedly. I, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, this is a. Uh, okay. We're playing this. Action said that when Adam and Eve were first expelled from paradise, the two were separated. With Eve having landed near the city of Mecca, and Adam having landed somewhere in the Far East. After many years of searching for one another, Adam finally managed to make his way down through the Arabian Peninsula to Mecca, and was at the top of Mount Arafat, just outside the city of Mecca, where the two were finally reunited. Mecca is also significant because it is considered the first place on earth that God Almighty was worshipped alone. And so, it was at that very spot that Abraham and his son Ishmael built the first house of worship for God. In honor of this, God Almighty had built in the heavens a similar structure for the angels. And it is said that every day, 70,000 angels come to that building to perform their prayers and then leave, intending never to return again. 
When Abraham and Ishmael had finished building the sacred house, there was still one brick that had to be put in its place. And so, Abraham sent his son Ishmael off to find a unique stone that he could put there. But God Almighty destined that the final stone that was to be laid would not be from the material of this world, but instead a stone directly from the heart of paradise. The angel Gabriel then brought the stone down to Abraham, who proceeded to put it in its proper place. It is said that when the stone first came down, it was a pure white color. But due to the impurities of this world and the sinfulness of man, the stone slowly began to fade and eventually turned black. As time passed, the city began to develop, with the people of Mecca remaining upon pure monotheism, okay, worshiping one god alone. All right, killed. Killed. That was pretty good. So this, pretty good. Yeah, this stone, that's the key thing. Like, there's been, depending who you talk to, uh, this is kind of a trip. Depending who you talk to, you'll get different interpretations. And a lot of people attribute magical powers to this stone. It heals them. It uh, restores their faith. They can commune with God uh, by going on this pilgrimage. But this stone is the interesting part. Now, in the official story there, it's delivered by angels. It's, it's a stone that comes down from the heavens. But is that what it really is? Uh, so if, if you say it's just a random stone that they picked up and put in the building, you know, I think a lot of people will have a problem with me saying that, to say the least. But they say it came down from heaven. So what is it, a meteorite? Uh, that's what a lot of people are tending to think, that it's a stone that fell from heaven, a meteorite. And the myth and the legend of what it is grew with time. But the official story is that it was, again, given to them by the heavens and the angels. And here's where people get angry. It kind of sounds like alien intervention to me, right? This heavenly angel coming down from the sky and giving them the stone to put in the building. Uh, to me, you know, going back to ancient aliens, all that kind of theories, that's what it sounds like. So what about the stone in the modern day? Is it still there? What, what does it look like? Uh, what's going on? So let's play the the second link here, the Kaaba's Black Stone. And uh, let's see what it looks like in the modern day and then talk about the stone a little bit more afterwards. Okay, yeah. So that's what I was going to say before. Uh, you know, my understanding is that it's a meteorite from heaven, etc. So here we go. I guess that's the truth. Or at least, uh, so far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. The propaganda's work. All right. We're going to play the next one. And action. A lot of secrets surrounding the Black Stone. The most significant mysteries, however, are in the parts that are missing. It went from a 30-centimeter radius stone into small fragments of no more than eight little stones cemented into a silver frame to substitute the original stone. There is nothing left from the original stone but a few fragments. What is left is not the whole stone that was venerated when Ibrahim built the Kaaba, but just fragments. Many natural and human events have participated in the fragmenting of the Black Stone. The most famous crime was that of the Karmatians, who invaded and robbed the holy place. Some of the fragments were returned to their original place, but the rest are still missing. The Karmatians, led by Ahmad al-Karmati, came to the holy mosque, and unfortunately they invaded the Kaaba. They killed over 70,000 people on that day. Ahmad allegedly even said, God Almighty gave life to people, and I am here to take it away. 
They took the black stone to the city of Ahsa, where it remained with them for 12 years before returning to the Kaaba. The most popular Islamic story says the stone is part of heaven that the archangel Gabriel brought when the creator of the Kaaba, Prophet Abraham, wanted to mark the place where the pilgrims circumambulate the Kaaba as part of the tawaf ritual. It is still hanging in the right corner at 110 centimeters above ground. The people circumambulating the Kaaba seize the opportunity, if possible, to kiss the stone. But in the case of overcrowding, if they do not have the opportunity to kiss the black stone, they should point to it and exclaim, God is great. Being a part of the Kaaba and the beginning and the end of the tawaf ritual, the black stone is considered as one of the Islamic holy sites that are the most seen, touched and kissed. Even before Islam, it was a sacred pillar for the Arabs. Wow, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of damn people in that video. Wow. Uh, so there you go. There's the, the, if you guys have heard of the fabled pilgrimage to Mecca, that's what we're looking at. And that's what we're talking about here. So, uh, but the, so the stone in particular, it's, ha it's mostly disappeared. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Don't you it think? sounds as if, uh, over time people have fought over it. So this, uh, Kaaba structure, that's the cube, the Kaaba, it's been destroyed, I think six or seven times and rebuilt. Uh, and this stone, people keep trying to steal it. And this thing, again, it's claimed to have magic powers, healings, and blessings. And what this thing is and where it came from is the real question. It's kind of mysterious. So part of the uh, the uncertainty surrounding it is that the people who own it, who the caretakers, they refuse to have it analyzed. They won't let any scientific, scientific tests be performed or anything like that, you know, for kind of obvious cultural reasons. But um, a lot of people have tried to find out about it. So they've looked at local samples of where it's said to come from. And interestingly, they've revealed quantities of iridium in the area. So that's a metal found in association with meteorites. And uh, it's much higher uh, in these uh, samples, but no studies. And it's interesting as well that there's uh, mentions in the previous religions, like in predating Islam, there's mentions of stone worship. So it's not just these people who are worshiping stones. It was others predating this. And, you know, maybe I have aliens on the brain here, but worshiping a stone or rock, it seems to me like they're worshiping a computer, you know, worshiping some kind of technology. And that's a good way to describe a stone or a rock is just a block of something they don't quite understand. Uh, am I sinning yet? Uh, what do you think so far? <laughs> you're, you're done. You're done. You're on a list. You're on another list. It's unbelievable. We're just racking up uh, ourselves on lists like crazy. Frank Pierce, put him on the next list. Yep. Done. Congratulations. You're going to eternal damnation. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But no, okay, so the but the this thing, wouldn't it be interesting to actually get a uh like like a a scientist to to get a tiny piece of this and be able to analyze it and, and talk about this? That would be amazing, right? Is that a possible thing? No, hell no. Yeah, you, you'd have to destroy the world before you got into that little corner there to get one little piece to put under a microscope. I don't think it's a possible thing. What do you think, Frank? Oh, no way. So you think about impossible goals. Sure, we could take over a different country. Sure, we could invade Britain and conquer it. You know, that's feasible. But uh, invading this place and going through all those people, no, that would be the worst war you could ever imagine, and it would never happen. And you're right, I think, is that that's a problem with ufology and Bigfoot and politics and even religion is that 
people don't really want the truth. People don't want the truth. They want their own assumptions confirmed. Someone who believes in aliens wants aliens confirmed for them. Someone who's very skeptical wants aliens denied to them. They want to be told everything is safe, everything is all right. Well, here, for, again, obvious religious reasons, they want to believe that this rock is somehow special. It's somehow magical. And analyzing it and proving it's just uh, something they picked off, off the ground, well, that's never going to happen, ever. So it's a mystery. If it really is magical, if it really does bless people, I uh, don't think we'll ever find out, and that's unfortunate. Well, definitely, and it's not that's not the only one. There, there are other religious artifacts worldwide that will never be actually scientifically properly vetted. But uh, you know, uh, we have to take some of this on faith, right? It is religion and whatnot, so um, you know, I'm willing to give it that. Uh, it is cool that it came from the heavens. It is cool that it's you know possibly a meteorite of a divine origin. Even better, you know, meteorites are cool in their own right, but then you know you add some divine origin and. Uh, some meaning to that, and yeah, it kind of takes on a whole whole different thing, obviously. And uh, I don't even know how many people go each year to, to that pilgrimage, but holy crap, there's a ton of people there. At any given time, there's a ton of people. I think Ramadan, right, is like one of the times of the year around uh, late March, April, somewhere-ish. And there's a whole untold millions march through there in that time. It's insane. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. But uh, So many people have gone that there's stampedes that occur and people die due to them. So it is a big thing. It's a uh, huge for the religion. Now going on, a lot of people think that this black cube is somehow representative of Saturn worship. Now what's that? So Saturn is the, uh, the leader in Greek mythology, the first generation of the Titans who ruled during the golden era after they defeated their father Uranus and fearing that, um, you know, Saturn himself was going to be defeated by his children. He would eat all his kids, Greek mythology, uh, Roman mythology. And uh, people think that, uh, where where am I here? People, people think that this is Saturn worship. The cube is associated with Saturn for several reasons. Most because when you look at Saturn, the planet, there's that hexagon on the top. Do you remember that? That weird looking hexagon. I'm sure we've showed it on the show before. Yeah, on top of the building is what we're talking about. No, no, on Saturn. So on the actual planet of Saturn, you remember that hexagon-shaped cloud that appears? No, but my, my I have a goldfish brain and short-term memory, so. Okay, and anyway, Saturn, the planet, has this hexagon shape that appears on top of it. And hexagons are associated with Saturn worship uh, through time. So you can look at David Icke and various symbology people. They talk about this a lot. But hexagons and cubes, which can form hexagons in terms of the shape, are associated with Saturn worship. So people think religions that worship cubes, like Islam, uh, even in Judaism, they, they worship cubes uh, at some point. Uh, and the cross, well, the cross can be folded into a cube, if you think about it that way, like a little uh, Tetris piece, it can be folded into a cube. People think that cubes and hexagons are associated with Saturn worship. So that's just something I felt I should mention. It's a lot of symbology. Uh, as I said in the Discord earlier, it's a rabbit hole. You can kind of go down. It's something to think about. Saturn worship and cubes. Uh, they're kind of tied together. Okay, fair enough. Uh, real quick, so we are uh, live. If you guys want to be part of the show, have comments on this stuff, have stuff to add that we're missing, uh, please do. 702-957-1037. Go to troubleminds.org. That's the official website. 
And also, uh, you can click the Discord link. Get on Discord. Even if you don't want to call in tonight on Discord, join the Discord. There's some good discussion that goes in there. But when we're not when we're not doing this, it's a 24/7 conversation. So if you like this conversation, it continues 24 hours a day, seven days a week in Discord. Other people are there. Uh, other people that are here in chat. They're in Discord. They're they're dropping links all the time. Interesting tidbits of this or that. And uh, that's how we share information, right? It's uh, it's one place that you will not get censored and uh, bring your knowledge or, br- you know, bring your questions. Or, again, we don't get to the bottom unless we ask, ask enough questions. And we can't ask the right questions unless we pull together with our collective knowledge to learn which questions to ask. So there we go. Join the Discord. That's what's going on there. Even as we speak, there's chat going on right now. So, um, yeah, all right, all right. All right, so the, so the Blackstone... Yeah, what's the origin? Where did it come from? Does it really have powers? Uh, It's something I can guarantee you we'll never find out, ever. It's just not going to happen. Now, let's talk a little bit more about Islam to round this out. Uh, Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, uh, he's done some crazy stuff too. Like there's stories of him splitting the moon in half, believe it or not. And I think we have a picture of that in there if you're brave enough to show it. Muhammad split the moon in half (laughs) as well. Uh, he's said to have traveled around the world and into the heavens uh, by riding a flying horse. Uh, what do these things sound like? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Todd. Uh, he's caused, caused blindness to people. He's provided food and water supernaturally. He's caused trees to move at his command. He's caused it to rain. And he can understand the language of animals. Uh, it's reported that he did not cast a shadow. And he can speak to the dead and hear them as well as heal the sick and cure the blind. So again, a lot of these stories from religion, and you look at these things and you could say on one hand that they were a blessing, a blessing provided by God, and that through faith you can manifest these things. But then on the materialist side of things, you could look at all these and say, well, maybe he had a little device on his wrist and he could type a few buttons and these things would happen. So it's kind of the ancient aliens theory, but you look at these things like splitting the moon in half, flying around the world in two days, going to the heavens, causing it to rain. They sound like technology to me. So that's, that's all there is for Islam, but it's the same for any other religion. These mystical things people do, uh, they're quite interesting and dissociating faith and God from technology and science. I don't think it can be done. No. Yeah. But well, <laughs> Uh, without uh, uh, probably World World War Three is uh, what, what, what we'd be looking at. Uh, again, so many funny comments. You guys are hilarious. I'm not reading these because you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, that's that's the kind of chat that goes on in Discord, guys. It's a uh, it's a uh, spicy. Let's say it's a uh, extra hot sauce. That's what's going on. So no, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I'm not reading that. Nice try though, guys. Okay, but um, okay. So so the uh, the Blackstone. Back to the Blackstone. Back to uh, this particular thing, we we will not know now. Is there any additional information about this thing that we should uh, continue to look into? No. Again, no. some suggestion that there's proof of it being a meteorite, but again, that's it. So, other than the fact that it has magical powers and it's worshipped, uh, that's it. Uh, we're never going to get any more information. So, I thought I'd bring it up. I personally didn't know much about it. So, this uh, the Kaaba, the cube, and the stone that they all go to worship on their pilgrimage. That's kind of the story of it. And Muhammad and his miracles. Uh, interesting. Interesting stuff to think about in terms of 
aliens or in terms of technology or in terms of something other than God and faith by itself. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. Okay. So I was trying to prompt you for the Blackstone video, the Islamic paganism. <laughs> That's what I was trying to prompt you for. Is that not related or are we going to skip that? Uh, no. Uh, we're kind of running out of time. So let's leave. Okay. So we'll, we'll dump that. Uh, all right. So keep the comments coming, guys. Again, if you want to be on the show, you know what to do. Give us a call. Find the phone number in the Discord link at troubleminds.org. And uh, we're going to keep on moving here. There's uh, there's tons of stuff. Frank Frank usually goes uh, way deep into this stuff, and there's tons more that we'll, we'll, we can't get to. It's just time time constraints. But um, any, So anything else we uh, that you got pulled up about this that we should look at? Any particular of these photographs or anything else? Because like I said, I'm kind of in the dark here trying to find out what's what. Uh, anything else we should Yeah, yeah so it's interesting to see the inside of this thing. Again, there's more mysteries. Like, these, so let's open up what's inside the Kaaba. I didn't know. Uh, people, people have been inside it. So it is a building. It is a room that they go inside. And there's all sorts of relics and strange things inside that people have forgotten about over time. Or people have attributed various things to throughout the ages. But we can open up this video and see what's inside to satisfy our curiosity. Okay. Let's uh, have a look. Action. Beidola Sharif. House of Allah. Masjid Al-Haram. Kib- My God. Do we need the sound? <laughs> no we don't we don't okay. really just describe what you're seeing that's pretty right. simple okay so we're zooming in this is uh this is the, the pilgrimage of mecca right uh the heart of islam and so there's this black building uh very rectangular just like is described in the uh the bit there with abraham and his son and uh, all right so we're gonna keep playing and uh, as it zooms in there's a ton of people around this thing everybody rolling around trying to get a, a look uh, so inside this thing, it looks like there's there's actually you know uh, wood pillars and uh, there's a mosaic on the on the the, the top part of the uh, above the crown molding, let's say, and it's just uh, yeah, there, it, you know there's a, it looks like a what is that a vanity in the middle or some sort of uh, I don't know what that is like a it almost looks like a like an island for the kitchen, <laughs> right? Like a, so there's furniture in this thing. It it's it actually uh, and this this is a artist representation but it, it appears that there's uh pottery in here and uh you know all kinds of stuff hanging from the walls or from up above here um interesting 
Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. So so people have been in this thing. I wonder what I wonder what kind of security level you need to get in into this thing. That's unbelievable. Oh, it's more than the Vatican, I would guarantee you. Is you know, this is you're never going in there. Let me just tell you that right now. Yeah, not happening. Anyway, I thought this was an interesting thing to talk about because this is one of these mysteries. What this stone is, who built this thing, the source of these miracles and all these things that Muhammad could do. This is one of these mysteries we will never find. We'll find out about aliens one day, I guarantee you. We'll find out if Bigfoot's out there roaming around the woods. We're never going to find out more about this. So interesting. I thought I'd bring it up, and uh, I think we can move on now. Okay. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Uh, comments, comments, rolling through them. Spicy stuff, you guys. Spicy stuff. Try out. If you want did, me to read your you comments. show those images? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so it was up. That video was on, and uh, people got to see what was inside, and uh, flipping through some images there. There's some other stuff that you got, too, like a book of something or other that uh, I wasn't sure where they mixed, but um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll continue with that and get to some of those, too. But hold on, let me uh, scroll through chat. Let's see. All right. Paul says God's an alien. All right. You just got us on another list. And uh, okay, okay. All right, well, caught up, caught up enough. I can't read any of this stuff because these guys are just off the rails tonight. Um, yeah, so if you guys want to be on the show, you know what to do, 702-957-1037. I'll put the phone number up real quick so you can uh, get a good look and give us a call. Give us a call. What do you think about this so far? And what do you think about the show? And uh, what do you think about the topic? And yeah, <laughs> all of the above, all of the above. Um, yeah, all right, so... Let's see. Hold on. A couple more comments rolling in. Uh, <laughs> Joseph, just wear a robe. You'll get in. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, that would be too easy, right? Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, C says, Michelle. No, I can't. I can't read this stuff. You guys. Let's see. No, no. <laughs> Dear Lord. No, no. Just okay. censor it. Censor it slightly and read it. We need the audience feedback. The audience keeps us in line. You know, it really does. So I think it's important we... Listen to them and hear what they have to say. Steve says, Michelle Shocked stated God is a real estate developer. <laughs> yeah, uh, We just got put on another list. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> the ones we weren't on, we are now on. So, uh, yeah. I mean, right? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. So, okay. Nothing else there, Frank? You want to move on to uh, the Ark of the Covenant? Or do you got more? Or... How you feeling? We got tons of stuff. If you're ready for the Ark of the Covenant, let's talk about that. I'm always ready. I'm always well. Most <laughs> most of the time, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So we we uh, most people have okay. So now we're going to switch from the east. We're going to go to the quote west. Okay. So this is this is the Western Abrahamic religion. Uh, we know it from uh, ancient Rome and prior from uh, the Bible itself and the rest of these things, right? But there's there's a lot. Uh, I got my uh, my buddy Todd here on standby. He's gonna he's gonna kick into this story when we have uh, aliens involved because there might be. But okay, so everybody knows the story, right? This is uh this is we're talking about the Ark of the Covenant, all right? So it was uh, uh told uh, told to hold on. I got I got a whole bunch of stuff. Here. Why don't I just get it right instead of uh, shooting from the hip? Okay, so the, uh, this legendary artifact is an, an ornate gilded case built about three thousand years ago by the Israelites to house the stone tablets in which the Ten Commandments were written, okay? Again, everybody knows the story. 
Biblical accounts describe the ark as a large, about the size of a 19th century seaman's chest, made of a gold-plated wood and topped with two large golden angels. We've all seen Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's a great depiction in there. Actually, I got a video here that kind of uh, kind of sums this up. So I can maybe we can just skip over this and it describes exactly what we're looking at and exactly what we're talking about. All right, so let me put this video up and you can see what we're talking about. All right. Here we go. And action. And they shall make an ark of acacia wood. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, a cubit and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. And you shall overlay it with pure gold. Inside and out you shall overlay it, and shall make on it a molding of gold all around. You shall cast four rings of gold for it, and put them in its four corners. Two rings shall be on one side, and two rings on the other side, and shall make poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark, that the ark may be carried by them. The poles shall be in the rings of the ark, they shall not be taken from it, and you shall put into the ark the testimony which I will give you. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, and a cubit and a half its width. And you shall make two cherubim of gold, of hammered work you shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at one end, and the other cherub at the other end, and you shall make the cherubim at the two ends of it one piece with the mercy seat. Okay, I think you guys get the point. So it's very specific measurements and precise directions from God, from the Creator, from uh, this Jewish deity, I guess you could say, how, you know, depending on whether you're religious or not, or believe this or not, or whatever. But you see how specific the directions are. Exact measurements, exact acacia wood, exact covered in gold, uh, angels on the top, the cherubim, the mercy seat, the whole bit, right? It's all perfectly described in the Bible, in the book of God, they say. All right. So there's that. So I thought that was a pretty good video that described exactly and gave you a pretty good look. And you see where the, um, uh, if you watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, where that depiction came from. So it was an actual, like a, a, a proper rendition of exactly that. Exactly that. Same size. It's got the angels on top. I'm sure you've seen this movie, right, Frank? You've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, <laughs> I didn't. That was the worst movie ever <laughs> made. The movie. most overrated thing. Overrated thing. Wait, if you, did, if you didn't see it, then how did you know it was overrated? I'm confused. Don't ask the serious questions. Okay, all right. Don't ask the serious questions. I know right. what I know what we're talking about. There, I have seen a clip of that one famous scene in the movie. Uh, I guess spoiler, you know, it kills a bunch of people. And the form, isn't it? This thing has properties. It can do things. It's not just a box. Yeah, it's not okay. So not just a box. Are, are you being serious though? You haven't actually seen that movie? No, never. Really? Okay. I, I was actually being salty to you because I thought maybe you, of course you had, but all right. If you haven't, no problem. All right. So, so the ark has been linked to several of the Old Testament's miracles. Okay. It was carried before the Israelites during the Exodus and is said to have cleared impediments and poisonous animals from their path. All right. So magic properties. Now, when the Israelites crossed the river, uh, Jordan River into the promised land, the Bible says that the river stopped flowing the moment the ark bearers set foot in it. Okay. So, um, it's been uh, attributed to killing people spontaneously by touching it on accident, which is why you have to actually slide those poles in and carry it with the poles because you can't touch it with human hands or you're dead. 
it's a instantly shocked to death type thing. So it's uh it's one of those it's done lots of things. Here's another interesting one too. So they they marched with uh during the the sacking and taking over Jer- I believe it was Jericho. Uh yeah, okay, they carried the ark around the city for a week blowing trumpets until on the seventh day the walls fell down allowing easy conquest. So so not only is it uh, something that's kind of like a literal lightning rod where if you touch it unintentionally it could kill you it also has these other magical properties that seems to help whoever is in possession of this thing uh in let's say its proximity because i guess you can't really possess it if you can't touch it right does that make sense <laughs> oh boy okay so so they carried the the ark around the city for a week blowing horns and then the walls tumbled so is that a what is that is that some sort of amplification of the horns is that some sort of death ray from the ark itself what is this <laughs> any idea there frank and he takes yeah, i'm any thinking hot takes? to myself i'm thinking to myself what's a box that has knowledge inside it because that's what this thing is it's these tablets with the, the commandments on them inside this box so what's a box with knowledge inside of it a box with knowledge inside of it i don't know cut to the chase i'm, I'm it's a computer it's a computer isn't it it's some kind of alien artifact that's what a box is. It's a That's computer. True. So this thing, who knows what it is? Some kind of alien device, it seems to me. Some Something that can uh, generate force by itself, shoot lightning bolts out, emit radiation, knock down walls. I think that's uh, my take on this thing so far. Okay. So obviously something that's a little more than just acacia wood and with the gold plating, right? There's something going on here, something additional. So Maybe it begs the question, what were the actual Ten Commandments? Like, what kind of stone was, was that made of? Or, you know, like, what was put inside this box, maybe? It's a, it kind of brings about other questions, okay? So, okay, so there's that. All right, let me play, let me play this other thing. So, everybody knows that the, the, the Ark was in the Temple of Solomon. Uh, they, they got, in, they got uh, invaded by the Babylonians. It, the Ark vanished from history. This was like uh, 600 B.C., something like that, okay? The thing vanished. So, let's, let's play the... Uh, uh, one clip here real quick where we're talking about that specific thing, and then we'll get into possibly where it ended up, and then after that, maybe the alien connection with the technology. So, uh, all right. Okay, so we're going to play this. We're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Let me check the phone lines as we do this. And, uh, all right, all right. We're up, we're up. Action. Where is the Ark of the Covenant? can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Here are the facts. Located in northern Ethiopia, Aksum is ancient. It's the former capital of the great kingdom of Aksum, which was founded around 400 BCE. Although it is no longer a capital, Aksum remains a treasure trove of cultural and architectural history. For example, legends say that the Queen of Sheba lived in Aksum during the Empire's heyday. According to Ethiopia's Orthodox Church, however, there's one secret in the city that outshines everything else. The Ark of the Covenant, they say, is not only real, but in Aksum. Here's where it gets crazy. The Church of St. Mary of Zion claims to possess the actual Ark of the Covenant. The claim itself is no secret. What is secret, however, is the room in which the Ark is allegedly kept. It can only be viewed by one person, a guardian appointed for life. 
This guardian cannot leave the bounds of the temple and chooses the next guardian only on his deathbed. According to the Aksumite Christians, the Ark was first brought to Ethiopia during the reign of Solomon. The Queen of Sheba traveled to meet Solomon and had a child with him named Menelik. Menelik reputedly took the Ark. Is this claim true? That's the problem. Only the Guardian is allowed to view this object, and not everyone believes that the Ark in St. Mary's is the genuine Ark. Other potential locations include Jerusalem, where Ron Wyatt controversially claimed he discovered the Ark for himself, or Harare, Zimbabwe, where the Lemba people, who also claim to have possessed the original Ark, say their relic was stolen. Okay, let's kill this. So, so this is basically describing the places that the Ark may be today. Because it did vanish, 600 BC, approximately, give or take. And where is it? So this is a supposedly a holy artifact, something that has tremendous power. The city was sacked, the Temple of Jerusalem raised, and nobody knows. This thing vanished. And so there are speculation, again, that it's in Ethiopia. The Queen of Sheba had connections to Solomon, brought it back to Ethiopia, and... Have you have you seen that bit, Frank, with the uh, the Ark of the Covenant in Ethiopia? And there's like a watcher inside. I saw uh, this was a couple years back. I saw this, and it's it's probably older than that. But they have a watcher inside this thing, and yeah, he I, has, I think I've uh, heard this too, and I believe it was from Graham Hancock. Hancock, you know who I'm talking about. I believe it's from him who kind of tracked it down into Ethiopia, and then perhaps more interestingly. It seems that in this area, a lot of people, a lot of these uh, religious types, they go blind and they die from radiation poisoning. And so that he's tying that, he's using that radiation poisoning to tie the location to what this thing is purportedly able to do. Right, exactly. And so, so okay, so it, it appears that it is some sort of radiation poisoning coming off whatever this thing is, because there's one person who dedicates their life to watching the Ark, whatever this is in Ethiopia. It's inside that building we saw in the video. And this watcher, I saw an exclusive, you know, exclusive, quote, quote, exclusive video where they they went in and they actually got the guy to come out of the building and talk to them. And he was in serious distress. This was, like I said, a few years back. The guy had like these visible, grotesque, milky cataracts on his eyeballs and he was going blind. And it appears that uh, by some accounts that it, that it certainly seems to be some sort of radiation poisoning that maybe let's say, uh, let's say it is like they say it's an acacia wood box with a gold covering and the 10 commandments are inside. Well, then what the hell's radioactive and causing this guy to like melt and die? Uh, so, so, okay. So the story goes, the guy watches it for life on his deathbed. He chooses another watcher who now can only live in this 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 place with the box, the ark, whatever this is, but then it starts slowly killing them as well with the cataracts and the blindness and the holy smokes, right? Is that terrifying? Do you want to be that guy pick, Frank, on the deathbed? <laughs> Maybe I do, actually. You know, a chance to learn things, to uh, uncover some ancient history. Yeah, maybe I do. You know, like I'm sure a lot of people would be willing. Uh, I also heard, I don't know if you can substantiate this, but the uniform, the uh, the type of thing they wear, it has like plates on it. It has things that could be interpreted as radiation shielding. Have you heard that one? 
Yes. So as they were doing rituals with this thing, uh, this was in the Temple of Solomon when everything was kosher and there was no particular war to fight for this or whatever, right? They're still building the town, as we saw. The problem is that there was some sort of, exactly, like, it, it wasn't just if you touched it, there was some sort of, maybe it was radiation, but they had they had these, um, I forget what they call them, but if you guys, we'll go back to Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was interesting that it was accurate, because in at the end of that, when uh, the guy does melt, you know, no spoilers on a 30-year-old mover or whatever it is now, but, so it, it ends up melting everybody, right, the Ark. The angels come out, or whatever they are, turn into demons and just destroy everybody, but... Before that happens and they open the box, the guy who's who's the actual rival archaeologist in this story, he's wearing on his chest like this breastplate. It's like a Hebrew breastplate, and it has different stones arranged in a particular order that is supposed to protect the priest who's conducting the ritual over the ark. And I think you may be right, Frank. Maybe these stones... Uh, th this is probably a whole, just this, just this conversation is probably an entire show by itself because there's di there's... I've I've read tons of stuff where they talk about these particular stones need to be laid out in just such a way, just uh, exactly uh, this this distance apart from each other and in exactly this order type of thing, for to where this breastplate actually goes on and helps protect the priest, the high priest that's doing the ritual with the ark, which uh, they described in the movie, of course, as a, an antenna that would speak to God. So, yeah, um, did you look into that at all, Frank? Probably not, but it's a uh, it, it's it's definitely fascinating that the different if you if you don't follow the the ritual as is and do the precautionary measures like the breastplate with the different stones in particular order diff, distance apart all that you end up dead right like this is a this is a dangerous object this is not just a box with some some stones in it that's ridiculous so there's a definitely something more than that going on here definitely, definitely. now here's a something of interest we we talk about NASA a lot right how do they power these satellites up in space. How do they power the one of the two rovers? There's a way they do it, a very particular way. Do you remember what that way is? Uh, wasn't it some sort of radiation, some sort of reactor? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. They take radioactive particles, they embed it in a piece of metal, and the radioactive particles hitting that metal surrounding it generates heat, and they use that to generate energy. And behold, we got some kind of box. It's got knowledge inside of it. Seems to be having a great effects over time. Well, maybe it's some kind of radioactive battery inside this thing keeping it going. Okay, that could be. Uh, so there's uh, all kinds of comments here. They're saying it's a it's a bat it's a power source and it's a weapon and uh, all kinds of other things. So we got tons of speculation here. Again, if you guys have comment and you want to be on the show and talk about this, please give us a call seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Go to troublewines.org. That's the official website. We'll put you on the show. You can talk to Frank and Mike and whoever might be listening. We're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. We're talking about ancient, mysterious relics here that may or may not come from this earth, because I think this one's arguable, right? So unlike the the the, the black stone, uh, you know, the uh, pilgrimage in Mecca, what was it called? The, um, the Kaaba. The Kaaba. Aside from that, the Ark specifically seems to be dangerous, right? People, pe in, the, in the other case, people walk around this thing all year round, and there's millions of people go by it, and they kiss it and try and touch it and get as close as possible. Fine. But this, if you were actually supposedly close to this, you could die on accident. So I think uh, we got something else entirely here. And so is it not? Okay, so so it, possibly in Ethiopia, right? Like they said, there's people who've claimed to have found it in different parts of the world. And of course, we've never seen it. All right. So the those claims seem to be dubious at this point. Uh, but that 
that church in Ethiopia, well, <laughs> uh, wouldn't you think, check this out, let's say it was some sort of maybe ancient alien relic, right? Something from before the dawn of time type of thing. And and the the instead of putting it together uh, with the exact instructions from God, it came from something somewhere else. And it was just the right size to house some sort of alien technology, right? Does that make sense? So we have this thing. We don't know what it is. It's killing people on accident, seemingly, and also on purpose if you're at war. It raised the walls of Jericho by itself, they say. So I don't know. Is it a thing from God or is it, again, are we going to blur the line between God and aliens? I don't know. Am I, did, did that put me on another list, Frank? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think that's really, this is a perfectly normal assumption. Again, going back to that Arthur C. Clarke quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So this could be magic or God, or it could be technology or aliens. I think it's perfectly reasonable to assume that the technology and magic, maybe putting aliens into it isn't, but I think that's a make that this is not from God, but technology of some kind. Yeah, exactly. So Emin has a great comment here and says, uh, now he makes the link. So is it also, so bringing this back to the Anunnaki, they came supposedly came to earth in part to mine gold because they needed gold. So, is there a link here with some sort of ancient artifact that needed to be covered up with a with a standard box and somehow insulated with gold? And is is there an, an actual Anunnaki link? Maybe I I don't know. I, I I tried to look and there were some there's some pretty how would you say uh, contradictory information out there and it's all over the place. You get you get people that have done um, visions or. Uh, like we were talking about remote viewing, and you get these accounts, right? These these kind of turn up on the internet, and you don't know if it's uh, if it how accurate it is. So, as a result, being that we we're not experts on the Anunnaki, well, <laughs> where are you at, Todd? I asked Todd if he'd stick around and uh, give us some some actual connections here on whether the Ark of the Covenant is a possible Anunnaki piece of technology. From uh, from millions of years ago, or let's say a, mil a million years ago, I guess that would be the uh, initial. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, if Todd's in in here, we can bring him in. We can talk about this and and how it possibly links to uh, that and other. Uh, maybe not the Anunnaki, maybe something else entirely. So, what do you think, Frank? Anything else before we bring him in? Yeah, let's bring him in. Uh, he's in Discord now, and again, he's the one of the couple resident Anunnaki experts. So let's bring him in and see what he has to say. Hello, Todd. You're on the air with Troubled Minds Radio. How are you doing? I'm good. What's up? <laughs> What's up? You know, man. You know, we uh somehow, some way, we found a way to go back into religious stuff and stumble across the Anunnaki. Does that surprise you? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. So uh, you were you were saying uh, specifically when we were talking about this that there there is a direct link between the Ark of the Covenant and the Anunnaki itself. Can you uh, describe and maybe uh, uh, tell us what we're missing here? Well, I wouldn't say, well, it's kind of a direct link, but not in a way like that. Basically, since Enlil is Yahweh and Marduk was in control of Egypt, when 
when Enlil had the Jews help the Jews get away from Egypt, away from Marduk, that's when they used the Ark of the Covenant to escape. And it was called Enlil's Brilliance. Okay, so they, they, they talked about Enlil's brilliance in the um the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay, so was it they escaped using used it to escape? So was it some sort of uh I don't know. It's a weapon. Yeah, it's a weapon basically. It's a weapon weapon. and it's okay. It's also a power source because in uh, there's other stories about the arc when when they had the top off, it would cause like storms or there you would see a lot of smoke coming from like it would shoot straight up a pillar of smoke. They talked about and that's what would uh, cause damage and hurt people and shit. Like there's all there's so many stories related to it. They go back to the Anunnaki. Okay, so uh, so it is a weapon for sure, and some sort of power source. Was that you saying that, or was that somebody else in the chat? No, it was me. Okay, so it is so it is a power source of sorts, and it is a weapon. Um, okay, so is there is there any additional information in the 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 Sitchin Chronicles that describe uh, where it kind of maybe might have ended up, or something in between, or how it ended up with the the Israelites and then disappeared is that is that is that a thing in there or is it completely that saga ends before the bible saga begins do you know no it doesn't go into detail where it ended up it just says basically that and they all used it to help the jews get out of egypt because the jews basically became the followers of Enlil, who was yeah changed the name to yahweh who became the christian god okay because Mar- okay. marduk was Ra, the egyptian god Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, all right. So, uh, how about how about weapon wise? Any 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 way to chime in here, Frank? Any way uh, you want to jump in, or I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, you this thing. It seems to me. What if this thing? We weren't seeing clouds of smoke coming up from it. What if we were seeing clouds of smoke coming from on high down to the earth? You know, like some kind of. Uh, radio device to uh tell the ships floating up in the atmosphere to shoot down at people i don't know if i'm going crazy but you know it could be something like that you know i really could that's stretching it a little in my opinion basically basically because they i I forget exactly where where i saw it but basically there was a pillar of i don't know if it was smoke or something but there was like a pillar of something that would shoot up out of it and it would cause damage to everything around it. So it, that's why it's like a, it's a weapon and a power source. I don't know if it's magnetic or elect, electrical or electrical magnetic. I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it it's something because it split the, the, the water in half. And electricity can do that. If it shoots straight at it, it'll cause like a rift in the water. And if it's continuous, why wouldn't it be able to split the water and hold it that way while they walk through? Or magnetic, you know. Yeah, or or this uh, this other bit with uh, bringing down the walls of Jericho was it maybe amplifying the horns they were blowing? There's there's tons of stuff here, right? And so, okay, so why is it so dangerous to people? Any idea there? Any takes on that? Yeah, the radiation, like you guys were talking about before. Okay, so there's it's definitely some sort of high level radiation, uh, uh, ancient. Advanced technology, I guess, is the best way to say. Um, I can buy that. 
Uh, so, so I did get this. I got this huge reading. If if I read if I read part of this, I know you're going to rage because um, <laughs> it's it's a re, uh, it's it's a like I said, it's a somebody was doing a remote viewing and they come out with a, a bunch of Anunnaki connection to the to the Ark, and multiple arcs. Have you heard of this actually? So there's been a speculation that it, there isn't just one. There's more than one, and that kind of turns up in this uh, this actual psychic reading that I that I dug up here. Have you heard of that? Me, no. Okay. I did see somebody in chat say that, so, okay. So I was uh, glad that I wasn't the only one that stumbled across that. That's when I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't smell right. Something doesn't seem good here. But okay, okay. So if that doesn't line up, then then fair enough. Okay, so it's a weapon, it's a power source, it helped them escape, and they brought it to Earth. Uh, that much we know from uh, from Zachariah Sitchin, yes? Well, I was, I was, uh, I got my information. It's not just from stitching. I got it from other sources too. Okay. Like that, that take it straight from the Numa Elish and, uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh, like all different tablets, not just from, uh, from, uh, stitching. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Right on. So, uh, all right. So ancient aliens. Go ahead, Frank. Are there any other stories of similar devices to this that you know of? Maybe other types of weaponry that these uh, Anunnaki or the uh, Gigi used? Any sort of other devices that we can kind of compare this thing to? Actually, yeah. There's one in the Epic of Gilgamesh where uh, Enkidu, which is uh, Gilgamesh's partner, they have to fight this thing called... uh, the eye of the bulls. The wait, is it the eye of Enlil, or it's some kind of weapon that that that's like the all-seeing eye? That's what they called it, and it shoots lasers or something that uh, Enkidu and and uh, what's his name, Gilgamesh, and they have to destroy it to get to the spaceport because they're trying to get to the spaceport so Gilgamesh can get eternal life. That's the whole story behind the epic of Gilgamesh. Hmm. So they use this device to call yeah. down an orbital bombardment and uh, take care of business. That's what it sounds like to me anyway. Uh, Kelly just said the Bull of Enlil. That's what it was called. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Again, like I said, uh, Kelly and Todd have been uh, been pretty great with uh, the Anunnaki stuff. Uh, and if you guys are uh, interested in this, we did do a show on us, and it was bad, in my opinion, only because there's so much. It's uh, it's like It's like telling the entire Bible story in like an hour, right? It's more than that, even, and so we we ended up, uh, you know, kind of fumbling through it, and uh, they they chipped in and helped helped us a little bit, saved us in that in that situation. But I think this is an ongoing conversation with the Anunnaki. Uh, like Todd keeps bringing up that not only is it uh, like linked with the Ark of the Covenant here, it's it's also everything pre biblical was rewritten with different names based on the Anunnaki story. So uh, Enlil and uh, Enki and all this stuff, they've all changed their names with, uh, with Egyptian religions and then the Hebrews religions, the, the Abrahamic religions, and even uh, Islam after that. So it seems that uh, there's, a, there's a, a deeper root here of things that uh, we should probably get at. And uh, we do have one planned. We have an Anunnaki show planned where we'll do exclusively that. So it is coming. And uh, that's both... a... Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. That's a good question I just thought of. We have links between the Anunnaki Atlantis and... Uh... Christian religions and even Judaism, you just mentioned. Any links between Islam and Muhammad and the Anunnaki? Uh, are there links there? I've honestly never, not really studied Islamic religion, so I can't say. 
well, it is Abrahamic, so we're talking about Abraham and some of the same characters from the Bible. So, well, uh, then it's all taken from the Sumerian tablets. So then I'd say, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's related. Uh, again, we haven't uh, lined this up exactly and and one for one, but I'm pretty sure it's because it's uh, Islam and uh, the, the Judaism are very, very, very close in a lot of situations. They use a lot of the same characters, and uh, you know, there's obviously points where they diverge, and you can probably do. 10,000 years just talking about those points. But uh, yeah, I think it is definitely like all inclusive even, I think, because we can even talk about if we go to Hinduism, right? And India, weren't the Anunnaki somehow involved there as well? I mean, they, they were the ancestors of all, right? Yeah, because all, all the all the religions with pantheons of gods, that was all the Anunnaki with different names. Okay, which, which makes perfect sense. So, okay, but uh, there we go. There it is. So anything else regarding the Ark of the Covenant specifically and how it relates? Because that's obviously the topic of the story here. Um, we will do full Anunnaki in the, in the future here, but anything else regarding this and, and anything else you can think of to link to it? No, I pretty much said all that I know about it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, some sort of technology from the uh, the distant past and obviously radiation so how about this do you believe that it's possibly in ethiopia like they say have you seen that special i'm talking about where they have the guy with the uh radiation poisoning basically and the the visible cataracts in his eyes no i didn't see that but i mean if it's anywhere it's going to be guarded by people that have been trained for thousands of years to guard it because it's that secret and that special so it would make sense that it would be someplace out where nobody really knows where it is, or or just guarded by one dude in like a <laughs> like a, well, a village with no technology. What, what's one guy going to do to protect it? Like especially if he has no like you know nothing to protect himself with. Let's say ten guys tried to roll in there and take it. What's one guy going to do? I mean, you, if you think well, about it logically, there's got to be other people around to help him. Well, of course, maybe he can uh, turn it on. He can turn it on and it'll take care of itself. <laughs> I was about yeah, to mention that. I was about to mention that. So, so if it's a weapon, does he need any help? Oh, that's true. If he knows how to use it. But yeah, I don't know. I yeah, still I say there'd have to be more than one person. Okay, I agree. I was just curious if you saw that thing. It, it was pretty cool. If you guys haven't seen it, I have no idea what it is. It's kind of like one of those references that came to mind as we were doing this. And uh, it was. A it, it definitely looks like radiation poisoning of some sort. And who knows, maybe this guy's got a meteor inside there that's emitting radiation, and that's what they think. But Lord knows, man, you got me. You got me. So um, anything else for uh, for for uh, Todd there, Frank, before we let him go? No, that's about it. Uh, thank you again for your input. Uh, it's, it's such a deep topic. We don't know too much about it. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. It definitely is. I'm waiting for the me and Kelly uh, show. Okay, let us know. Let us know when you can. Uh, Kelly, I know you're out there listening. So you guys get together. We'll uh, we'll put one. We'll pick a time. We'll pick one of these Sundays and we'll do it. And we'll uh, we'll do Anunnaki part two and do it right this time. So uh, whenever you're ready, we're ready. You know, <laughs> you know how we do this. I'm we're here, hell or high water. So whenever Kelly's ready. Okay. Okay. So uh, get with him in chat, and we'll uh, we'll put this together and we'll do it. And we'll talk about uh, Anunnaki part two and kind of uh, more into the story of Enki and Enlil and how it it happened from a, a million years ago. So Mars and the whole deal. So pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Thank you again, Todd. Appreciate your input. You saved me because uh, 
uh, if I'm telling you, if I read this, you'd be face palming the, uh, <laughs> the stuff that I was finding, but, um, there we go. There we go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Thank, thank you very you much. Are. I'm going to move you out now. Okay. There was Todd. All this stuff, all these ancient histories and all these things, I think they do link together. I think you'd be silly to think otherwise. And this idea that, you know, they're all separate and they're all unique. It's ridiculous. This Anunnaki, the Sumerian tablets, this, it seems to be the source of all these things. So it is important and it is something we should all be paying attention to. Yeah. And how it, again, how it kind of lines up with uh, pretty much no matter what you're talking about. And if, if it's ancient, somehow, some way you can weave the Anunnaki into it, which uh, is, seems suspicious to me, right? Like uh, maybe there's something there or maybe, maybe uh, the, uh, the, the writers of the original tablets were just uh, tapped into the Akashic record or something. There's something going on here. There's definitely something suspicious, but okay. So the Ark of the Covenant, um, anything else that uh, you think we missed? I can't believe you haven't seen that movie, Frank. Unbelievable, man. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You, you really never seen that? Are you still trolling me? No, no, no. I haven't. It's, uh, I think it's overrated, honestly. But you haven't seen it. How can you say yeah, it's overrated well, if you haven't seen well, it? Well, well, well. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Looking at this thing, thinking about it, thinking about the similarities between the modern day and then, uh, I like this idea of a radiation-powered battery that's put inside this. I like this idea of it being some kind of I don't know, device rather than just a simple container. Well, it must be if it's shooting bolts of lightning and uh, breaking walls down. There's something there. And you know what? Uh, again, this is one of these things we may never have the truth about. Uh, again, if Bigfoot's out there, we'll find them. If aliens are coming by, we'll find them too. But these ancient things, the more time that goes by, uh, it just gets harder and harder to figure this stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, especially when it's so tied in with religion, good luck. I mean, they've done some I know they did some uh some stuff on the the Shroud of Turin and they did some stuff on the the supposed Spirit Destiny, which we can talk about in brief here in a sec, but uh they've done some scientific work that have kind of uh disproven some of it at least time time-wise, uh you know, with uh, carbon dating and this sort of thing. But good luck ever getting a rock out of that uh that bit there in Mecca. Like that that's never going to happen. Like you'll never get that under a microscope. So, um, is there is there anything else you want to jump to there, Frank? Because uh, we got that list here. We can uh, talk about in brief about some other things. Or I think you had a few. A few, didn't you? Yeah, I think we have to be fair though. So we've talked about Islam, and we've made all the Muslims hate us. We've talked about Christianity. We've made all them hate us too. So let's talk about the Chinese. And well, we talk about them quite a bit, don't we? But let's make them hate us too. What do you think about that? I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. Put me on that list as well. So we've talked about these uh, Chinese religions before, and especially with the um, the Ouija board in terms of automatic writing. So you can go back and listen to that episode, but essentially the Ouija board wasn't invented in the 1900s. It goes back way, 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 way back into the past with Chinese automatic writing. Not something to play around with. I know we had someone in Discord there buying a Ouija board planning to play around with it. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's talk about another aspect of Chinese culture, of Chinese religion, and that's this concept of qi and what people can do with it, or qi, depending on how you say it. That sound good? Sounds good to me. It's that, uh, that sacred energy somehow. I'm sure you have a better description, but uh, that's how I understand it as a layman. 
Yeah, exactly. So in traditional Chinese culture, qi or qi is believed to be the vital force for a part of a living entity. So it literally translates as air or material energy, life force or energy flow. And it's uh, central to Taoist religion and well, Taoist worldviews, it's not necessarily the religion. And yeah, the word is breath or air or gas. It's a life force that everyone has, animals, plants, everything. And it's a vibratory in nature, the flow of tremors that is happening continuously at a molecular level. Now, Wikipedia would tell you that key is pseudoscientific, you know, an unverified concept, which has never been directly observed. And it's unrelated to the concept of energy used in science. That's what Wikipedia says. We're not okay with that. Let's look at the actual evidence for this stuff. So the interesting thing, just like all these other religions, just like all this stuff we've been talking about is it's not only in Asian countries, it's everywhere. So the principle of this life force of key is in Japan called key in India, prana or Shakiti, I believe that's how it's said. Even the Egypts referred to it as Ka, the Greeks as Pneuma, and the Native Americans had the Great Spirit or the Holy Spirit. And even in Africa, Ash, and Hawaii, Ha, or Mana. Of course, Mana being co-opted for Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. So all these words are very familiar, aren't they? It's not just Ki or Chi. It's all over the entire world, this concept of internal energy. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can even go one further and say we take that into fiction. And one of the most pervasive fiction stories of modern times would be Star Wars and George Lucas and the, and the idea of the Force, right? Some sort of internal energy that's uh, provided in some uh, unlimited cosmic uh, abundance. And uh, you have to be able to harness it, particularly, uh, you know, through some sort of training or natural born ability to be able to use this. Uh, fair parallel there, you think, Frank? I was going to say Dragon Ball Z, but uh, maybe that's just me being a nerd. Yeah, and so this is a big part of martial arts, though. Uh, that's not to be understated. Uh, tai Chi and uh, all sorts of different martial arts, uh, tons of them are based on this thing. So demonstrations of key are very popular and training the body and reaching feats of power. And some of these feats can be explained with, you know, just biomechanics and muscles, but some of them can't. And those things that can't be explained are what we're going to look at now. We're going to look at some examples of people using this force. And, you know, the skeptics, guys like James Randi, are all over this stuff. They say it's all fakery, all trickery. But maybe it isn't. Maybe it is actually real. Uh, I certainly have never sat down and tried to cultivate my chi. I don't know about you. No. <laughs> no Definitely exactly. not. Exactly. So, no. you know, at some point, all these things again, going back to what it takes to believe something, unless we try for ourselves, how do we really know? How do we know that James Randi isn't just a, a shill trying to shut this whole idea down? It's a difficult thing to understand. Let's play a video here. Let me find the uh, title of this for you. Make it easy. John Chang burns paper with his hands. So this is a guy channeling Qi or Qi outside of his body and lighting paper on fire. Let's play this uh, only for a couple of minutes and let's see what he does here. Okay. Uh, I have no timestamp. Was there a timestamp on this one? It's just starting. It's timestamped already. Yeah. Start from the start. Okay. Thank you. Just making sure I didn't screw something up. Okay. Here we go. Let's play this and uh, see what's going on here. Uh, action. He didn't want his real name or address revealed. 
so we called him DJ for Dynamo Jack. He was only a healer, he said, but he did direct a powerful energy generated from his own body into his patients. Sometimes he used the needles, sometimes just his hands. He called the energy Qi, and it was so strong that he usually needed a grounder to hold his patient's feet. For years, we followed him around Java on his healing rounds, pleading to be allowed to film him. But he always refused, saying his powers resulted from a type of meditation with an ancient tradition of secrecy. It was only when my brother Lorne was suffering from a serious eye infection that he finally allowed us to film him in 1987. It was nothing like any acupuncture I'd ever had. I was getting really powerful electric shocks and couldn't control my movements at all. Im yang positive and negative, you know. Mm -hmm. And my positive from here and my negative from here. Mm -hmm. And we meet together, this can get uh, like electricity. And is this because you're special? You have a special sort of uh, no, it's body? meditation every day. It's meditation that does it. Meditation every day. Like you can touch me. Like this, it's nothing, okay? It's my burn. It's like this. <laughs> For our sound recordist, it was also a shocker. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? <laughs> what, what just happened right there? Oh, he do we have channeled his inner energy, his inner internal energy, and applied electrical pulses to these people in an attempt to heal them. That's what happened. Okay. It, it looked like we had a... Uh... Never mind. Never mind. I digress. Uh, ne skip if you're that. surprised now, if you're surprised now, you're about to be even more surprised. Let's keep watching. Another minute. Okay. Oh, it, it gets better. All right. We'll keep watching. He then took our newspaper outside and showed us how chi can also be used to set things on fire. We'd shown this footage in public, he was very upset and refused all our future efforts to contact him again. As the years passed, we sadly yeah, resigned can. ourselves to never seeing him again. Holy smokes, this is like the original Jedi Master, right? Is that something from Street Fighter that, uh, that uh, maybe Dragon Ball Z? I don't know. That's cr that's insane. The guy literally set that thing on fire. That didn't look fake. Uh, who knows? I mean, it could be, but holy crap. He was, he yeah, was exactly. shocking so, people, burning people. Wow. Yeah, we had this guy healing with this internal energy. We had him shocking people. And then pyrokinesis, lighting something on fire using this energy. If you're a big fan of James Randi, you won't believe this because apparently he's debunked this guy and all sorts of stuff. But you know what? You never know. You never know. You never truly know. And didn't look fake to me. It looks like he lit something on fire using his energy. Now, you just mentioned Street Fighter. Why'd you mention that? Because uh, the guy with the fire coming out of his hands. Uh, who was it? I don't even know which guy it was. It's been a long time since yeah, I played and, that. But. What else happens in Street Fighter and Dragon Ball Z? What else do they do with this internal energy? Um, they throw it at people. 
and do they damage. throw it at people. No, you got the you got it right off the bat. So let's play this next clip. Someone manifesting their chi outside their body, forming a ball of energy. So real chi energy ball. Let's play that and uh, cut it off after a minute. Action. All right, so what we're looking at is uh, it, it appears to be just uh, this guy standing there with his hands kind of uh, uh, 6 o'clock and 12 o'clock, kind of uh, in a circular fashion, not touching each other, his hands. And uh, inside, you can see a black T-shirt behind him, obviously, because he's holding his hands out in front of him. But as he, he it looks like he's generating some sort of energy, yes? And you can see the, the pixels actually change inside of his thing going on here. It just repeats slower and slower, right, Frank? We'll yeah, exactly. Playing, some though. sort of white mist, almost, or some sort of distortion in the air. Around the minute mark, you'll see it. And yeah, it looks like he's he's playing Dragon Ball in real life, you know? That's what it looks like he's doing. He's trying to gather this internal energy and externalize it in his hands. And again, you know, it's hard to know if this is real or not, because... I haven't spent every day of my life meditating, and I know you haven't either. I'm sure none of us have. But this idea of internal energy of chi or ki goes back 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years. It's been around forever. And these ideas, are they real? Or are they fake? I don't know. Why do people believe in them for such a long time if they're all fake? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, and this has been around for a long time. This is not, uh, this is not new thinking, so pretty interesting. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. I have you seen the one? There's these documentaries, right? Of course, where they they look into this thing. Like uh, Stanley did one, Superhumans. It was on the History Channel, and they went to this guy. Uh, it was similar, right? It was some sort of guru type thing where he would like just touch people and like completely drop them on the ground. These sorts of things. So I mean, it's not. This isn't new. This isn't something that just kind of started with YouTube. This is uh, this has been around for a very long time. You know, those uh, those ancient masters of uh, you know, kind of like Yoda the wisdom of the ages and they can, they can do these things. I mean, maybe I'd like to get hit in the face with it. Maybe I wouldn't, but, uh, if I did, it would make me believe. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what to believe in this instance, but Holy moly, it, it did look like something was coming out of his hands after he appeared to generate some sort of, I don't know, some sort of power. I don't know. Interesting. So we got shocks, shocks, pyrokinesis. We got a guy gathering energy in his hands. What about healing? Because that's a big thing about this, going back 5,000 years. Healing, using this energy to heal yourself, accelerate your rate of healing. That's a huge part of this. And lo and behold, we got YouTube to the rescue. Chi healing demo. Let's play that. All right. YouTube to the rescue. My favorite. All right. Healing demo. Uh, two or is there a one? Two. Yeah, number All right. two. All right. Here we go. Action. Let's play this sucker. Hi, I'm GM Wolf. By very popular demand, I'm going to do another demonstration of Qi healing. This time people would like to have a much closer look at the knife and a much better look at the hand. So, this is the knife I'll be using today, different to the last one. You should be able to see that there. This is stainless steel. Good strong knife. I gotta ask Frank, is this guy gonna stab himself in the neck or something? In the hand, yes. Okay, so is, it, is this something we should play, or should we link this for somebody else so they can watch it no, offline? No, we can play. There's a little bit of blood. If you're squeamish, 
turn away, but he heals it afterwards, so you should be okay with it. Yeah, he's going to just make a little cut in his hand and then heal it with okay. his internal energy. Just making sure. I don't want to get taken down from all platforms because we played this video and we shouldn't have. All right. We'll play That's We're like, yeah, this guy stabbed himself in the neck and died, and then uh, Trouble Minds played it on air, and now they're down too. <laughs> Adios. Very sharp. Sorry, just kidding. No tubes running up the sides. Solid handle. Solid metal. Here's the hand. Absolutely no latex, no rubber, no invisible ink. So here we go. Okay. So he's taking the knife and he's uh, stuck himself right in the square center of his palm there. And uh, yeah, now he's uh, now he's bleeding. So not too terribly graphic, just a little bit of blood, no problem. So let's see what happens next. Okay, so he cleans the blood off with a, uh, a napkin there, and he pulled his skin back a little bit so you could see that the blood was still coming out of an actual open wound in his hand. So he exhibited that there is a wound there. It's not the special effects unless they're very good special effects, and he's still bleeding with an open wound. So, action. Okay, so then he continues to wipe off a little bit of blood, and he's doing some sort of, with one hand over the wound, kind of uh, waving his hand around like he's uh, conducting some sort of, let's say, a magic spell or something, something to this effect. So then he wipes off a little more blood with a napkin, and he basically, it looks like the wound has disappeared entirely. So let's uh, finish this out a couple more seconds, but he wiped away the last bit of blood, and holy crap. And it's gone. She healing. Okay, so then he show he does show that there is like maybe what appears to be like a tiny little mark there, like maybe just if you bumped yourself on something sharp, but not actually cut yourself. But it did stop bleeding. It appeared to be healed. Holy smokes! Holy smokes! That's good stuff. Yeah, so again, this is this key or chi, internal energy, is a central tenant to Taoism and Buddhism and all these um, Asian religions going back 5,000 years, maybe even earlier than that. And here we are, yet another religious style mystery. Is this stuff real? Is it fake? Is this, is this some property of matter we haven't yet scientifically understood? Or is this mysticism? Is this real magic that 
is completely unknowable. I'm not sure. I'd rule out technology in this case, unless it's CGI technology. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what this is. Is this real? Maybe, maybe not. What do you think? Well, uh, based on that video itself, I think it's pretty crazy. I think I think it's compelling. I mean, uh, of course, you know, we've proved that you can fake videos. Uh, you know, Martin faked us a UFO video, which if you haven't seen, you should really join Discord because it's in there and you can come check it out. And uh, these things can be faked. I mean, we have movies, we have special effects, but it didn't seem like there was a high production thing going on there. So it, it looked plausible to me. It didn't look like he was, you know, he didn't like cut his finger off and put it back on. Like he just kind of poked himself. And it was obviously bleeding and an obvious wound, and then it didn't appear to be any editing magic, and he healed it. I mean, based on that, there maybe there's something. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm open-minded enough to say maybe there's something I don't understand. Because I'll tell you what, I don't understand it <laughs> for damn sure, for damn sure. Crazy. Uh, typing out something here in chat, uh, but yeah. So I don't know. It really have... is. So again, all these religions have their mystery. And I think that's a compelling part of the reason why people follow them, why people pay attention to them. You know, so we saw Islam with that stone that has healing properties, you know, sent down from the heavens by God. We saw the Ark of the Covenant, this war machine, essentially destroying things. And now we have this idea of internal energy that uh, these people have been practicing for millennia. And apparently it can do things. It can light things on fire. It can shock people. It can heal people. You can go down a rabbit hole on YouTube looking up people jumping far higher than they should be able to. You know, physical feats they attribute to this internal energy. So, again, I don't know. I think it's almost impossible to prove some of these things are real, right? We're never going to get that stone. We're never going to find the Ark of the Covenant, especially if, if it is a weapon that can defend itself. And unless we spend 24 hours a day meditating and we have ancient manuals that teach us how to cultivate this energy, well, we're never going to know this either. So all these religious mysteries, you know, they're very compelling, aren't they? They're very compelling. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, so, okay, so we, we have them all covered, right? So we, we pissed off uh, Islam, we pissed off Christianity, and now we pissed off the Eastern religions. Is that uh, pretty much we done? <laughs> or, or are there more people to piss off is what I'm asking. Do we have more people? That's about off? it. We do have more, but I think we're running out of time. We'll have to save that for another show. Uh, again, we talked about, we bear, we didn't even skim the surface. We scraped the surface. There's so much here. There's so many mysteries. And I think we've mentioned some of them. We can go through a few more if you have them handy, but this stuff is infinite. You know, you think the world is explained. You think we know everything we do. We really don't. There's so much out there, so many mysteries, so many crazy things, and it's almost impossible to know all of it. Yeah, exactly. And so, like we stated earlier, there's a, the more you look into it, the more pop up. Right? Right? There's a, that spear destiny bit we talked about. There's um, It's on and on and on. And and here we are. We went two hours and we talked about just a few, right? But I think we I think that's a good point, Frank. We did go pretty much worldwide, right? I mean, I think we didn't piss off uh, Mexico. Well, I guess we did because that would be majority Catholic. But how do, did we not piss off the Canadians? If there's any Canadians out there listening, if we pissed you off, please let us know because we want to make sure we piss everybody off equally or uh, anybody else. I think uh, we need to do some Hindu stuff. Maybe we can get into that next. Maybe a you know next show or something. But uh, yeah, yeah, probably I, uh, Hindu type religions. Although they do have key and internal energy in Hindu in uh, these Indian religions, uh, and probably some kind of African. 
tribalism and shamanism and all this kind of stuff going down in there in Africa and New Guinea and uh, all the stuff that goes down there. Like it's infinite. We can go forever. Okay. So we, we got a wide swath of the world, basically, maybe like two thirds of the whole population enough to piss them off. I think that's, that's fair, right? That's, I mean, if you can do that in two hours, it's like almost mad skills. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So uh, we're winding this down, guys. We got a couple minutes left. If you want to jump into a phone call real quick and tell us what you think about the show, give us feedback. Just say hi to Frank and Mike. Uh, whatever. Uh, this stuff is again infinite, and we can continue talking about this, and we will continue talking about this. If you if you paid any attention whatsoever, no topic is off limits with us, unless of course it'll get us instantly taken down. You wise guys in the chat that keep trying to get me to read these comments that I'm not going to read. But for for the most part, we're going to tackle things that are exactly like this. Do we know? Are there are there actual answers here? Is this scientific? Is this uh, metaphysical? Is this some sort of electromagnetic thing going on? Is this a technology from the ancient past that has long forgotten? Who knows? There's there's a thousand different even plausible explanations, right? It's a to zoom in and just say, oh, that's easily this. Mm, not so sure. Even the people who think they know, I'm not so sure. It's uh, kind of all over the place. But uh, yeah, so we're watching the phone lines. If you want to give us a call, 702-957-1037. couple minutes left. Troubleminds.org. Do join the Discord, please. The conversation continues there. Uh, we can share links there. We'll put stuff up there. Uh, between shows, conversation happens. Please join us. We'd appreciate that a lot. You can find that on Troubleminds.org. And uh, there we go. There we go. Anything else, Frank? To uh, wind so this out? What do, you, what do you think about all this? Again, I, I kind of stated my biases at the top. I'm more inclined to think everything is technological, scientifically explainable. Uh, than believing in religion and God and faith and all this kind of stuff. How do you feel after going through this? Do you think some of the, do you, do you believe the religious side? Do you believe the technological side? What's your personal opinion? Well, I think the problem is that, you know, scientifically is, you know, repeatable in the scientific method and this whole thing, right? So that's good. That stuff is fantastic when it's done right and it's not political. We've talked about that quite a bit, but I still think there are things that, as human beings, we miss, even with the scientific method, right? Because we don't have uh, uh, the instruments to detect things that we don't know exist yet. So to, to kind of attribute them to God or these other things, maybe, right? But I mean, there's also other scientific things that we don't know are part of anything yet. So we know dark matter exists, right? Or, you know, uh, it's been speculated and, you know, pointed out that it's invisible and doesn't interact with matter. But maybe it's has something to do with scientifically what we're talking about in one way or another you're able to draw on the power of dark matter okay and i'm just throwing it out there i have no evidence or basis for that i'm just saying that there are things that we do not know yet and so i don't think science can handle all of it is that fair because it, it just i just don't think it can't science is amazing and we live long because of it you know you used to chip your tooth and you die well that doesn't happen anymore in, in most civilized countries and so science is great however I don't think science in itself and what it is currently can be all encompassing. Is that fair? I think you're right. But again, I have the feeling that a million years from now, 10 million years, we keep progressing, we keep learning. Eventually we'll nail these things down. We'll attribute them to phenomena, natural phenomena that we can explain. And uh, this unknowing, this ever unknowing quality of some of these things we've talked about, I think that'll go away. Uh, it may take a while, may take a hell of a long time, but I think we'll get there eventually. Yeah, okay. So given another million years or something, as long as we don't blow each other up first. 
So uh, lots of good comments, guys. Lots of spicy stuff tonight. You guys are insane and out of control. Uh, but we love you anyway, because uh, you know that's the nature of the business. And uh, yeah, so if you got a call, we're uh, we're uh, we're out of time. It's uh, it's too late. If you wanted to be on the show, well, the time has passed. So thank you, Todd, for uh, getting in here and describing uh, some Anunnaki connections. We will do that in the future. So if you can, yeah, you you get together with Kelly, send us a message. We'll do an Anunnaki show. It's long overdue, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. But uh, otherwise, otherwise. <laughs> Anything else, Frank, as I smash the outro music button? Yeah, let's keep looking at these things. Let's keep trying to understand them. You know, this, uh, again, let's go back to this black. That black stone will forever be unknowable. And that's a shame. It really is. So these things, nothing should forever be unknowable. Nothing, in my opinion. We should look at it and understand everything. And we're trying to do that here in a very small way. And I hope you keep helping. This is Trouble Minds Radio, and we hope you tune in next time. And next time would be Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. So whatever day comes next, that would be Tuesday. So Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. We do this three times a week. We talk about these sorts of things. We talk about the things again that get no coverage. Do you think it's suspicious that this type of stuff gets no coverage? It's only outrageous, wild claims for clickbait, and then they move on to the next political crap they want to feed you. No, no. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to have a good conversation, whether we know the answers or not. And that means asking the right questions. So, Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks for sticking with us. We know it's a long show. Otherwise, you can't say anything. I see podcasts are like 10 minutes long. What the hell? Introduce yourself and then play the outro music. No, no. All right, so Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. We'll see you guys Tuesday night. You're listening to Trouble Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. I'm here with your co-host, the incomparable Frank Pierce. From our trouble minds to yours, have a great night.